What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. It's your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. I know it has been the last few weeks since we had our last episode, but I'm glad that we had two weeks to digest a lot of information. So wherever y'all listening, from the East Coast to the West Coast, welcome to the show. And, the, you know, there's so much to talk about, like I said, and man, it's been it's been crazy over the last over the last few weeks as far as free agency go about possible trades and I think most of people are surprised and some of y'all are shocked still and some of y'all think the NBA is rigged and everyone's pointing the fingers at the Golden State Warriors for that well let's get right into it um as far as Obviously, last week was July 4th, and I figured a lot of you guys would enjoy your weekend and be hungover on a Sunday. So I was like, you know what? I'll just wait till Monday, and everyone should be sober. And the week before that, I was out of the city. I was on vacation. So I apologize. I let you guys know about that. But like I said, you know, we have two weeks of a lot of information that we were trying to digest. And most of y'all know about the news. But y'all don't know about how I reacted to the news. And I ain't no Stephen A. Smith. That dude be posting videos on every damn video outlet. In the airplane, in the toilet, in the bathroom. Shoot. And that, that guy is constantly working. Constantly working. Big up to Stephen A. Smith, though. Anyways. So... I know we're kind of over this whole LeBron James to LA thing, and and now he's officially, you know, with the Lakers. He hasn't signed yet officially. He has agreed to the verbal agreement of signing with the Lakers. And today is July 9th, Monday, and LeBron James hasn't signed on the dotted line yet. Even though LeBron right now is currently in Europe on vacation, you know, vacation number two. Um, you know, he came to LA and then he left on a private jet from Van Nuys. Van Nuys is north of LA, took off to Europe. Told his, told Rich Paul, you know, to go ahead and break the news. And, and the one thing I don't get about that was that even his own, his own. People did not know about LeBron's decision. They had a hunch it could be LA, but LeBron finally made a decision on the airplane. Um, so Maverick Carter and his other guys didn't know about that. Which is not shocking because when he tried to go to Miami in 2010, when he's making his decision on ESPN at the Boys and Girls Club in front of a bunch of kids, Rich Paul didn't even know either. I mean, my bad. Rich probably had some degree of knowing it, but most of the camp opposed him for leaving the Cavs in the first place. But they didn't know he's going to Miami. So, I mean, it wasn't shocking to me when he announced he's going to come back to Cleveland. I think they knew about that. But as far as this, at least you could do Maverick Carter 
My bad, my recording. Not you. Rich Paul, the least you can do is contact the Cavs organization, Kobe Alton, who is a brother. Who is a brother. And let him know ahead of time, instead of calling him 10 minutes before you release the news on Instagram about LeBron going to L.A., that's ultimate disrespect, man. Ultimate disrespect. And I get players, they have the freedom to do what they want. They say KD didn't do it. He didn't tell no one either when he joined the Warriors. Russell Westbrook heard on ESPN like everyone else. Yeah, KD did that. And that's a sucker move, too. I ain't giving no one no excuses. But you know. I'm not gonna get into all this riff raff about LeBron's day, LeBron James' decision, how he wants to conduct it. He's a grown man. Let him conduct it how he wants to conduct it. But I'm just letting him know that as far as someone that you had worked with for the last year, Kobe Alton, who had done everything in his power to get you the players that can fit with you at the time, the best available players at that time, Rodney Hood, right? He signed Jeff Green, right? Who else did he pick up? George Hill, right? Who else did he pick up? Come on. He dumped all the players that he didn't want. IT. Iman Shumpert. Joe Crowder. Guys that were not ready to compete. And I get it. But the least you can do is have some decency of respect mutually between you and Kobe Alton. Let him know ahead of time that you can release the news how you want to release it. But 10 minutes and then it goes to Instagram. Wow. Wow. But anyways, so now the fact that LeBron's a Laker, everyone's talking about Paul George. Paul George, why why you sign with OKC? He could have been with LeBron and win a title. I get what Paul George is doing. I absolutely get it. Um, and I'm not shocked by it. It would be great if he went to L.A., but at the same time, it makes sense to me. Paul George is trying to not be in LeBron's shadow. And I get it. With Russell and him, they both can show, like, share the spotlight. But when you go to LeBron... Your second fiddle. Even though we know Paul George is second fiddle in OKC, because that is Russell's team. They, but the, it's an equal spotlight. Because Paul George goes off and be the Paul George before injury, before he, he snapped his shin or his fibula in half, you know, in Vegas during a scrimmage on the USA team. Before that, Paul George was an animal, was a beast, was an upcoming superstar. And I think post injury he hasn't fulfilled that so but the spotlight let's say if he did hypothetically then the spotlight I think will be even between him and Russell but if he does it in LA they'll never give him the same uh, the same you know acolytes the same representation that LeBron deserves and I get it LeBron proved more in his career than Paul George did I think Paul George's career is somewhat of a disappointment um, but we all know Paul George never played with no talent like LeBron did. 
So that makes sense. But anyways, you sign Rondo, great pickup. Lonzo Ball should be out. You sign Lance Stevenson, great pickup. A guy is a junkyard dog. He don't back down for no one. Welcome to the West Coast, Lance. I love you as a player, man. You know how to ball, man. You're underrated. I hear people clown you for your antics. Yeah, yeah. He has an issue with that. But he can ball. And he's an underrated player. Plays defense. He's a playmaker. He can score. He's a, he might be a streaky kind of shooter, but he can get to the basket. And you need players like that. Rondo, we all know what Rondo did since he left Boston. Forget about the Mavericks situation, but in the last few years with the Chicago Bulls and what he did with the Bulls when him and D-Way was there and he broke his finger in the playoffs. We're up two games against the Celtics on the road and he got injured. He comes to the Pelicans. Fantastic year. I think he brought the best out of Boogie. And he brought the best out of Anthony Davis. And now he's a Laker. And that just tells me one thing. And don't get me wrong. You don't want to trade Lonzo. Because you have Rondo. You don't want to do that. But you would trade for... To get some, you know, some nice pieces if you know his knee is not good. Cause you, you don't understand. Supposedly right now, Alonzo Ball's knee has been an issue. That's why they couldn't really trade him to the Spurs. Because, or to any other team. Because that supposedly LeVar Ball or his father or, you know, the, the Ball family or the camp had released... You know, or leaked information about his knee not being stable right now, which a lot of teams are scared of taking those kind of trades because we all, we all know what players in the past with knee issues that never survived in the league. You know, or, uh, for example, Brandon Roy. We all knew his medical situation when he's at Washington University as a Husky, and even though the Blazers took a risk in drafting him. Five, six years later, can never play again. So I get why teams are afraid because they don't want to take that notion of a young guy, try to build around him, and his knees are not good. Or our knees not good. So I get that. But if you have Rondo there, Rondo in camp, a ball in camp, Lonzo ball in camp, it's going to come down to only one thing, one thing only. They're going to compete for the position. And i tell you right now, if Rondo outbeats and wows Luke Walton, who's the, the current coach right now, that might change. I don't know, but that's a different topic. If Luke Walton decides, hey, Rondo's going to be a point guard, you don't need Alonzo Ball. You need to trade that guy because you don't want LeVar Ball and his, his antics and his criticism questioning LeBron's decision, Magic just the Magic decision, Rob Polinka's decision, Luke Walton's decision. Shit, who who else? Maybe maybe the owners of the Lakers. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, why are you benching my son kind of thing? We all know that if it comes down to it, you got to keep, you got you to keep Rondo if 
He's a starter, and you got to get rid of Lonzo Ball. And it's tough because I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the roster right now, and I'm scratching my head right now. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. If you look at it, this is just a possibility of the lineup right now. Rondo, because I think he would outbeat Lonzo for sure. So Rondo's your point guard. KCP, who signed back with the Lakers for $12 million, is your shooting guard. LeBron James at the three. Kyle Kuzma at the four. And JaVale McGee at the five. Hmm. Ain't that interesting. I don't see Brandon Ingram in the lineup. And I get it. You can't start... You can't start running at the two. Dude's not quick enough to even guard the twos in this league. So you need a KCP who's a good defender. Can play both ways. But then what does that mean by B.I.? Brandon Ingram. Does he need to get traded now? The fact that he might not even start? I, I doubt it. I think he would love to learn from LeBron. I think he's too young right now to say I'm going to be my own team because... He hasn't really proven nothing yet. He had one good year last year, and that's it. That's not enough to demand to be your own man and be your own team. This is my franchise. You can't say that. You got to be drafted to a team and be there from the start with no one there. Like a Devin Booker, for example. The reason why he deserves $158 million, God damn, it's a whole lot of money. $160 mil. Big ups to Devin Booker in Phoenix. Man, you deserve that bag, man. I know you was, you was kind of skeptical about signing that extension because, you know, they cut your boy, Tyler's Eunice, you know, you, you know, your college teammate, the point guard, but he is not that good to be st- playing in the NBA. I'm sorry. I mean, he can probably play in the NBA as a third-string point guard, but nah, not good enough to be on a roster. That's just me. So... You have to make a decision. Either I sacrifice $160 million extension because I want my boy to be in the NBA team. Or you take the $160 million and say, forget you. And I'll tell you now, if you offered anyone out here $160 million, they'll leave their boy in a heartbeat like that. Oh, $160 million? Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, bro, don't worry, man. You make it somewhere in the world, man. Don't worry, man. If you ain't making it here in the, in, in the NBA, you can play overseas, bro. Oh, yeah, Phoenix. What's up with the $160 million? <laughs> Everyone will do the same thing. So big ups to Devin Booker. Collecting that $158 million. Anyways. We're going to get right back to you guys. We'll give you guys a break. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the possibilities of Kawhi getting traded. And Houston losing a key piece uh, of their roster. And the possibilities of Carmelo. We are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I just want to give a shout out to all my all my listeners out there. I actually do appreciate you guys listening. I really do. 
And I'm glad that I'm actually kicking off this podcast. This is our third official episode. And I, I promise you, as time goes on, this will get better. And we'll get some people on the show. Can't wait till then. But let's jump right back into this. Let's get back into this crazy free agency that we have been talking about in the last segment about LeBron James going to L.A. with some counterpieces like Rondo and, and Lance Stevenson and JaVel McGee. But the one movement we haven't really been talking about is Boogie Cousins. Yeah, yeah, Boogie Cousins did go to the Warriors and everyone went berserk. I remember my Twitter blew up. People over here hit me on, the, on, on, on all kinds of social media platforms talking about, oh, the Warriors ruined the NBA. Here we go again. Forget it. Throwing the white flag or the, the white towel. It's done. The Warriors are winning next year. I think the Warriors are going to win regardless if Boogie Cousins is there or he's not there. They're going to win. And you have to understand the actual, you know, Aquila's injury he actually had. Okay? His injury will take anywhere between 12 to 15 months. To heal properly, right? To make it strong once again. Would he ever be the same? Only person that knows that will be Boogie Cousins and God. But based off of previous history, no other player has ever came back to being who he was. Being dominant before Achilles surgery. And... It's going to be tough, you know, playing in a sport where you have to jump up and down. And a lot of people say, well, Boogie doesn't really jump. Regardless, if it's the motion of you're trying to jump and your Achilles is not really well, it hurts your ability from doing that. Going side to side as well will hurt you as well. So, and they're like, oh, no, nah, come on, man. You know, all the players that I had mentioned before on Twitter about they had Achilles injuries. Chauncey Billups, right? Everyone knows about the Kobe Bryant situation which happened against the Warriors and everyone was trying to kill Harrison Barnes for stepping on his foot and couldn't find out slow motion no one touched him even Kobe even looked at him and said hey man did you step on me Harrison Barnes said I didn't even touch you there's video proof no one touched Kobe you know it's just he put there's so much wear and tear on his body you know you never want to wish that upon any player especially Kobe, but he put in a lot of mileage on his body. And those injuries make sense in a way. So, but Kobe was in his down years at that point. Chauncey Bliss was on his down years at that point. Right? But I do remember one player was still in his prime. In his prime. He might not be a superstar, but in his prime, Elton Brand from the Clippers. This guy was a 2010 machine out of Duke University. Comes in the league, tears it up. Gives you 20 points and 10 boards. Undersized player, too. All-star. You know what he does? He tears his Achilles. Comes back almost a year, a year and a half, about, about a year and a half later. Played nine more years in his NBA career. Nine more years and was never never half the man he was before the Achilles 
snapped. So you have to understand, we getting Boogie Cousins, right? The earliest possibility of, and when I say we, y'all already know I'm a Warriors fan. And I'm not going to the whole riff and rap about, oh, well, he is what, as of 2014? Nah, this goes way back. But I already made that clear to everyone. If you don't know me, I'm a Warriors fan since 1991. But that's besides the point. Boogie Cousins, at the earliest stage of him coming back, is January. You know, he he injured his Achilles in January. So it's 12 months to 15 months process. So the earliest comeback is, is in January. That means he has not been in any type of basketball shape. Even though he does work out right now and is rehabbing, but it's a different way of actually working out. Playing basketball with competition with players, right? Um, he has to understand that not practicing the wars, understanding the plays on the court is different. So even if he is ready to go, he's not ready to play at, at his level. It's going to take him months. If he does come back in March, which is the latest, enough time for the playoffs, he's not going to play significant minutes in the playoffs. He might give you a breather for these players. That's about it. So, Boogie Cousins, in a way, for what the Warriors did, was to take him off the market so no team can have him, which was a smart move by Bob Myers. Bob Myers, you know, in the last three years, signed Kevin Durant and Boogie Cousins. And Boogie Cousins, knowing that he might not even use Boogie Cousins at all this whole entire year, but he definitely... Stole him away from other teams, and what's shocking is that the at the money that he's actually taking it for. He's only offering Boogie Cousins the mid-level exception, which is about five point one million dollars. You gotta understand, Magic Johnson turned down Boogie Cousins' offering when they when he offered. For, oh, I think it was double what the Warriors were offering, and Magic Johnson said no. And that's baffling. And and I get it. You know, you're not going to sign a guy to a max deal knowing that he's not going to play the whole entire year. That makes sense. That makes absolutely absolutely every sense in the world that I would have signed Boogie Cousins for the whole entire year because of that. Especially the money he's asking for. Another player... um, you know, signing free agency, Javel McGee, not shocked. You not not shocking with that. Uh, we we knew that we was not be able to resign him this year because they need to upgrade the center position. Uh, Zaza Pachulia um, also leaves the Warriors and goes to the Detroit Pistons. Not because he wanted to leave. They're trying to upgrade the center position. So those two guys who are huge pieces to their back, um, their backcourt. I mean, sorry, the front court. Uh, it's tough. You know, it's tough losing those guys, but you move on. Okay. Uh, breaking news as of right now, and just today is July 9th, Monday, okay? Monday, July 9th, approximately around 3.40 p.m. Got some news that the Houston Rockets lost another piece. Now Ariza going to the Phoenix Suns for $15 million. You guys are aware of that. Now you lost Luke. Man, this is tough, man. I don't know why he even do this for him. Luke Mumbai. 
multi. You know that guy that used to play for the Clippers? They went to Houston last year. You know, he's a good player. He's good. He fit in that system for Houston. Well, he goes back to Doc Rivers and the Clippers for a one-year deal. And this is what Woj is, you know, is what, what he just put out there on Twitter that uh, that Luke Muba has signed a one-year deal with the Clippers. And everything he says is true. So, now you lost Ariza. You lost Mubati. Mubati. Can't say his name. Apologize for butchering his name. So, you lost two wing players that can shoot three. Hmm. Wait, if you lose those two players, who are you trying to add? Carmelo? Oh, Carmelo. That makes sense. You lose Ariza. Let him walk, you know. And same thing with Luke. Let him walk. So, you can get Carmelo. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. It makes a whole lot of sense. Well, the Carmelo situation is tough. Let me tell you right now what I'm hearing so far. He is interested as far as when he opted into his contract for the $27 million owed. Sam Presti, in the, who's the GM and the guy who runs pretty much the basketball operations for the OKC, has made it clear that they're going to get rid of him by dumping him because he refused to come off the bench. Mello said, I'm not coming to the bench. If y'all want to go on the bench, y'all got to get rid of me. And I think there's some friction between Mello and, and Russ. Um, kind of seen it during the playoffs last year against Utah where he was limited on being on the court, which is shocking, you know. Um, couldn't play defense. Does not want to sacrifice for the team. Takes ill-advised shots. Gets upset if Russ is trying to get the rebound. Time to get the bleep out of here. And then that kind of went to a whole different level during the Utah series. I'm pretty sure they're bigging at each other because Carmelo's a competitor. He's been an alpha dog most of his career. Now he's being being a beta. Second fiddle. If not, third. If not, probably fourth. I'll put him behind Adams. Adams is a way better player in his career right now than Melo is. But... Him opting in, he has either talked to Sam Presti or Sam Presti has spoke spoke with Carmel Anthony and they're going to come to two agreements. Either they're going to trade him by the summer or they're going to buy out his contract. So that gives options like the Lakers that do have the money to sign a player to the mid-level exception. They could get Carmelo, but Carmelo would have to understand that he's coming off the bench for the Lakers. So if you're not willing to come off the bench for OKC, and the argument is, well... To come on the bench behind who? Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant is better than me to be starting? No. But Patrick was. Patrick from who came out of uh, uh, Toronto Raptors was a better power forward at the time. But nope. You don't want to come off the bench for him. You're definitely not going to come off the bench. You're definitely not going to start with Kyle Kuzma. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen if you go to Lakers. I don't think Lakers even want you. But let's say if it does happen, you go there, you come off the bench, buddy. 35 years old. You're currently 34, but you're about to turn 35 soon. 35 years old. Can't move. You're a spot-up player, man. Know your role. You ain't no all-star like you used to be. You ain't no star. You're a diminishing player in front of our, you're a diminishing player in front of our eyes. And this is the sad years of Carmelo Anthony to see him 
be this obnoxious, pathetic, selfish, willing to sacrifice coming off the bench. You see what D-Wade did? You see what D-Wade did? He came off the bench in Cleveland. He went to Ty Lue and said, look, you need to bench me. I'm not doing nothing. I suck right now. Start J.R. Smith. And we're not even eight games in the season yet. He gets traded to the Miami Heat. And Spo told him straight up. Coach Spo was like, hey, D-Wade, we love you, man. You're a Heat for life. Your number's going to be retired in the Raptors. You don't want to brothers our first title to Miami. But Josh Richardson is a starter. Because if it's not Josh Richardson, it's Deion Waiters. And we all know what's happened. Deion Waiters, you know, had a major injury. Was out for the rest of the year. He missed half the year, I think half the year or close to half the year. So imagine that. He goes on the bench behind two guys. So imagine Carmelo's, you know, being petty and selfish and only cares about himself and his brand. Carmelo is probably the most, how should I say, disappointment player, one of the disappointing players I have ever watched in my career. You understand where D-Wade come from. D-Wade came from a... He wasn't scouted highly in high school. He he barely got looked at by Marquette. Marquette University in Milwaukee gave him a look. But Carmelo, no, 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 no. Carmelo played at a prestige high school. Then he went to a prep school in Oak Hill. Oh, then he gets, he gets recruited by one of the best schools at the time, Syracuse University. Wins a title, a national title, freshman, excuse me, freshman year. So he had more hype than D-Wade. But D-Wade had a better career in the NBA than Carmelo, and that's not even an argument. Carmelo was trying to be on a LeBron level. He see what LeBron D-Wade is doing, but instead of him, he was chasing the bag, chasing the money, so he could smoke those Cuban cigars in Puerto Rico. Melo made money. But I think he was in the game for the wrong reason, just to make money. Wasted talent. Could have been a lot of better player. He has Hall of Fame numbers. And he'll be a Hall of Fame by default. But it'll be sad. But that's that's besides the point. Anyways, Carmelo, the, the, the team that he's interested in is the Lakers, the Rockets, the Sixers, the Miami Heat, as of right now. Uh, and if you look at it, the Banana Boat crew, which is, doesn't include him, but does include Chris Paul, LeBron James, D-Wade, and obviously D-Wade's wife, Gabby Union, who was on that boat, the Banana Boat. They had nothing to do with Carmelo. But out of the four teams, the Banana Boat crew is on that list. LeBron, L.A., Chris Paul, Houston, D-Wade, Miami. Sixers is his fourth option. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But the Rockets right now, I can tell you right now, are front runners. 
they are determined to sign Carmelo Anthony once he becomes a free agent. Meaning, if they buy him out, they're not going to trade for him. I don't think his trade value is pathetic. There's no one out there that's going to take that trade for Carmelo. If you did, you're an idiot for doing that. Because OKC is going to ask for a lot. So they're going to buy him out, which is probably a 90% chance that's what's going to happen. They're going to buy him out. When they do buy him out, he's a free agent. When he's a free agent, the Rockets will do everything in their power to sign him. So the Rockets are number one on top of that list. And then, and then and there's a ripple. It's not ripple effect, but then there's the next team, the next team, the next team. And I think L.A. is second and Miami. I mean, Sixers are third and Miami is last. That's what I think. It's Sixers or Miami, but they're the bottom two feeders. And I mean, like I said, there's so many players that have moved around. The, 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 the biggest impact players that moved was LeBron James. Paul George resigned with OKC. Boogie Cousins was the third on the block. He goes to the Warriors. Carmelo, I don't even care about your move. I think what's more shocking is Tony Parker's departure from San Antonio. You know what his excuse was when he sat down with... The Spurs gave him an offer. An undisclosed amount. But they gave him an offer. But you know what he did? He sat down, Coach probably told him, hey, I think I have a better significant role behind Kemba Walker than what I would have in San Antonio. <laughs> How the... How do you have the, the how do you have the watermelons to say that a guy who was on the verge of trading Tony Parker for a Jason Kidd in 2002 <laughs> and decided to keep you and that fueled you to be who you was not now but who you was six-time All-Star was that all that, was that all that fueled by well, you almost get trapped by Jason Kidd, and this is the what this is what you do for Coach Pop. Damn, you could have been the ultimate spur, you know that. I get it. You want to do a significant role? You didn't you, you have a better significant role behind Kemba Walker. Okay, fine, whatever. And what's even what hurts the most? This is a tough time for Coach Pop. A, you're dealing with the Kawhi situation. Well, you're not dealing with it. You're dealing with his camp because Kawhi is mute. He don't talk. Then, you know, my condolences go out to his, to Coach Pop and his family when his wife passed away during the playoffs. And then Tony Parker dips on you. And Tony Parker probably was the one that fueled all this Kawhi dispersed him because he had the same injury with the quad. But he said publicly, mine was a hundred times worse than Kawhi's. You don't know uh, you, you don't know someone else's body more than you know yours. So it's, that's hard to say. Miles injury is worse. But I think that sparked the differences between the you know the Spurs and Kawhi. Now the guy that caused the flare up Right, Tony Parker, who caused all this, is gone. And Kawhi is on the verge of leaving as well. And the Kawhi situation ain't getting any better. As days go on, as the days go on, 
As the time goes on, Kawhi Leonard's and the Spurs losing leverage. Forget about Kawhi. We all know where he's going to go. We all know that. He's either going to be a, a, a Laker or he's going to be a Clipper. He wants to go to L.A. Before even LeBron went to L.A., he made it known he wanted to go to L.A. And the reason why the Spurs can't trade him to any other team, especially the Celtics who's willing to give up a, a whole Brinks truck for this guy, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, a couple first-round picks for Kawhi. Only they want in return, as far as Danny Angel, the Celtics, wants a a for sure answer from Kawhi in his camp, assurance that say, hey, he will resign next summer, which they made it clear to anyone that Kawhi is not staying in Boston if he gets traded, or the Sixers, or to whoever he goes to besides the teams in L.A. So now you turn the table. You know, R.C. Buford now has a contact. R.C. Buford, who is the Spurs president of operation and GM, has to contact the Clippers, which has who do they have? <laughs> Pat Beverly, Lou Will, Gallinari, Harold, DJ left. He's going to sign with the Mavs. DeAndre Jordan, I was referring to DJs, is going to sign with the Mavs. Who do you got there? A bunch of role players and a six man, no star. You, then you go to the Lakers side. Brandon Ingram, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Zubak. I can go on. They got a lot of young pieces, but they're not going to trade the whole thing. Just a couple weeks ago, before even LeBron even made it made it known he's going to go to LA, before he announced he's going to go to LA, they was going to trade everybody for Kawhi. They say, hey, everyone is. It's tradable on this team. Everybody. And then they get LeBron. They say, oh, okay. Well, we can't we can't dissolve this team now because LeBron's here. The Spurs will lose the leverage. And I'll tell you why. And I'll make this very simple. The team, whatever the team is in San Antonio, all right? Danny Green's a free agent right now. They just got Bellinelli from uh, as a free agent from, you know, from the Sixers. You know, Rudy Gay opted out just to come back in and just to sign with the Spurs again, just to gain two million dollars more. Gasol is still there. Lamarcus Aldridge is still there. Patty Mills is still there. You think when they come to training camp in September, mandatory training camp in September, that they're gonna open arms to Kawhi, a guy that didn't even show up to none of the games in the playoffs? You know. Pretty much when the Spurs were fighting for the third seed mostly all year long. They were the third seed for a while. And then when they finally make it to the playoffs, nothing from Kawhi. You think they open arms to Kawhi? You think Kawhi is going to bust his tail off for the Spurs for one year knowing that he's leaving next summer? No. This is a possible cancer situation in the locker room. There was just a, 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 a radio uh, uh a show somewhere in, in, in somewhere in Dallas or San Antonio 
with LaMarcus Aldridge on there. You know what LaMarcus said? He said, they asked him, what's up with your relationship with Kawhi? He said, off the court, we have none. But on the court, we can keep it professional. What does that tell you? The dude said, I'm, he lost all respect for Kawhi. Like, I don't care who you are. If you come to work, we're working together. But once we step out that practice facility or that training facility or that hardware floor we play, we're, we're hooping at, the ATT Center, we ain't talking. So if all the markets feels that way, the whole team feels that way. So they got to trade them now. And every day you wait, you lose leverage. Every day you wait, you lose leverage. And I'll tell you right now, if he, if you happen to keep Kawhi until the trade deadline in February, you're not going to get nothing back. Out of respect, because you Coach Pop, you RC Buford, that team might throw in some picks in there. But you ain't getting nothing back. When you could have had Brandon Ingram, when you could have had Lonzo Ball, when you could have had Josh Hart and a first-round pick. But no, you want to be stubborn, Coach Pop. You want to be stubborn, RC Buford. I don't want Lonzo Ball. Ain't your choice to make. You take that trade, and then you deal with the antics later. But instead now, if you wait until the training camp or you wait until the middle of the season, you're not going to get none of those guys. You might get a Josh Hart. If not, nothing. So I'm disappointed in the Spurs. You trade now. If not, he's going to walk for nothing. Like KD did to OKC. Like LeBron did to the Cavs. Oh, the Pacers were smart. They said, oh, you leaving next year? Paul George? Okay. We're going to trade you to OKC, not the Lakers. And I don't care if he, if he wants to go to the Lakers next following uh, summer. But you're going to go to OKC. We're going to get Victor Oladipo, and we're going to get Sabonis. And look what happened. Look what panned out. Victor Oladipo, year one in Indiana, all-star. Sabonis dramatically improved. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's a star next year. And Paul George didn't go to L.A. So you trade now while you can. As far as that, there's some other players that in this league, um, as far as LeBron, is going to bring so much excitement. Nike already made it clear. I don't know if y'all heard it yet. Nike is going to come out. Or the Lakers are going to come out with a new kit introduced by Nike because of LeBron James. Because you know how LeBron is the big face of Nike. Well, they're changing their whole entire kit. The yellow, the white, and the purple. All of it will change. It's going to be a combination of the retro 90s, the 80s and 90s jersey with new technology of the curves on the jerseys. But I'll tell you right now, it's supposed to release July 30th, right? But I seen, I seen them. I seen them yesterday, and that thing is amazing. If you want to check it out, go to my Twitter page, Ball Don't Lie, B A L L D N T L I E, Ball Don't Lie, at Twitter, just to check them out. And I guarantee you, the white one, oh my, I, trust me, I'm a Laker hater to the fullest. I can't stand the Lakers, but I'm glad they're actually, you know, getting some of their. Their prestige bag, they're getting it all back, you know, because we want the Lakers to be on top. Not on top, but be competitive because the NBA is good when, when the Lakers are good and the Celtics are good. It, there's more ratings, more people want to watch. It makes it more competition now. 
But their jersey, the white one, that thing is amazing. I ain't gonna lie. That white jersey is flames. Man. Woo! So I can't even wait. Nike's gonna come out with a whole new kit for LeBron James. That is something else. Alright, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all tuning in on the Bob Don't Lie podcast. I'm gonna be here on this Sunday with a special guest. Stay tuned. This is your boy Dex. Ball don't lie. One love. Peace.